Hello, and welcome to The Corporate Casket, a semi-weekly series where bad businesses go to die. We will discuss any and everything from bad charities, terrible CEOs, and businesses that have a lot to hide. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're talking about Butch Hartman and his downfall. I'm sure plenty of you have heard at least a Cliff Notes version of what happened. Butch Hartman, creator of the Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom, created a streaming service and didn't disclose he intended it to be faith-based until after already receiving his Kickstarter funds. The deception justifiably angered many, and for a while now, I've wanted to dig in a bit deeper into this case. Is this just a story about Butch Hartman, a beloved creator being deceptive? Is there something more malicious going on? Let's dig a little deeper and find out what happened here, starting with who Butch Hartman is and a building of a timeline of events. Butch Hartman was a massive creator on Nickelodeon. I won't dwell too much on this, primarily because I want to get to his post-Nick years today. But for those of you who may not be familiar with him, let's provide a bit of context. Butch Hartman has worked on some incredibly popular shows from the 90s and early 2000s, with one of his most known works being The Fairly Odd Parents, created in 1997. According to his YouTube video, Why I Left Nickelodeon in 2018, Nick was incredibly good to him. They treated him well, and he doesn't have any ill will towards the company. In his first video, Butch discusses how tough the industry is, what a joy it was working on Danny Phantom and Tough Puppy, and the projects he has in the works. One of these projects is called the Noog Network, which he created in 2015. The Noog Network is an app with cartoons and educational kids content as far as I can tell, though most videos or information that come from the network itself aren't exactly clear on that. Thankfully, there are other YouTubers such as Pinely who downloaded the app and broke it down for us because I'll be honest, I didn't want to download and play the Noog Network app to find out. Let's talk about uh, Noog. Noog, this is is the Noog Noog. Noog Network. Yeah, it's, it's brand new and uh, I have these little cards. This is, this is a- Essentially all the Noog network is, is a bunch of games that get you in order to earn little cartoon shorts to watch. The cartoons are pretty objectively terrible. They're disconnected from one another. So all the shows are disjointed, less than a minute long clips that are nothing more than ideas Butch had for possible TV pilots. If you love it, that's fine. And I'm not trying to be instantly critical from the onset. I just don't find them to be entertaining. Butch undoubtedly didn't have a team he did at Nick though. So it's understandable why he may not be up to par or maybe I'm setting my standards too high. Regardless, the app is free. So I suppose I can't really complain about it much. Even though it seems kind of poorly made, it's not hurting anyone and there's no cost to use it. Anyway, although the Noog network didn't really gain much attention, Butch's video, Why I Left Nick did, and he gained a massive following on YouTube. This particular video gained over 6 million views and a lot of his videos that came out afterwards had hundreds of thousands of views. Some had less, some more, and many viewers seemed fascinated with all the behind the scenes information Butch could give them about the shows they grew up on. The point is he had found his following again and he was in a perfect position to pitch them something new. Oaxis. Uh, how'd you get in here? <laughs> Doggy door. I love entertainment and I'm so excited to give you the opportunity to help me impact culture. I'm a family man. My wife and two daughters mean the world to me. Oaxis's story begins in 2018. Butch Hartman's Kickstarter video promoting the start of this network promised that it would be family friendly. That was the entire purpose. He insists that kids are exposed to dangerous or graphic content far too often. And while his message may come across as pearl clutching to some extent, I kind of agree. 
Instances like Elsagate, when content labels itself as being kid-friendly, but is actually graphic or adult in nature are frequent. Granted, I'm not a parent, so I don't understand, or you know, I'm just not in the position where I have to monitor a child's content to make sure it's safe, but I'm not totally opposed to Butch's idea. He says the name Oaxis comes from a combination of Oasis, a safe haven, and Axis, a point of strength. The Kickstarter page itself reads, "'Do you wish your family had more time together? Let's face it, with all the activities that we and our kids are involved in these days, it's getting harder and harder to get everyone to spend quality time together. And if you are fortunate enough to get everyone on the same couch, finding something to watch as a family without having to hide everyone's eyes from certain subjects can be even more difficult, right? Well, Hollywood industry veteran Butch Hartman has a solution for you. It's called Oaxis Entertainment, a 24 seven streaming entertainment platform with a mission to reconnect families and bring them back together. This vision was carefully created with your family in mind. We'll have something for everyone, sitcoms, drama series, animation, home and garden shows, reality shows, fitness, feature films, documentaries, plus a user upload feature that will allow you to upload your very own family-friendly videos. Whether or not you like the sound of that, many people did. Well over a thousand people donated to get this Kickstarter past its $250,000 goal, which would pay for its startup costs for the company. People did have a few questions about this new network and Butch did try to answer some of them in a YouTube video, but all in all, the specifics about the company itself seemed kind of non-existent. As plenty of comments in his video said, he was asking his audience to throw a lot of money at a very vague idea. Yet, as we said, people did throw money at it and it was funded. And incredibly quickly, people began having regrets after Butch revealed his true intentions for Oaxis. Behind closed doors, Butch said that the Oaxis network was actually created to be a Christian network. Footage of him at a private Christian conference leaked and he was seen advertising Oaxis on Christian networks. He said, we're going to impact culture. I thought it would be through Nickelodeon, but God told me it'll be through this. Now, let me make it clear that Butch has said on numerous occasions that he's Christian. He hasn't tried to hide it. And he's even quoted scripture in his Why I Left Nick video. However, While Butch can believe whatever he wants and his religious values aren't our business, he was asking for money for a Christian service that he didn't disclose was faith-based. People were understandably furious and asking for refunds from Kickstarter and his lack of transparency and character were called into question. Butch posted a letter online in late July claiming that Oaxis wasn't faith-based, but by this point, no one believed him. After all, what he was saying in private and what he was saying in public were two different things. Comments on the Kickstarter read, Hello, Butch, I was wondering why exactly you never mentioned Oaxis would be a Christian service in your campaign. If this service is truly going to have a Christian focus, then I am no longer comfortable backing it due to the lack of proper information given slash my own personal beliefs and wish for my $250 to be refunded. Another read, Dear Mr. Hartman, after seeing the sudden turn this project has taken, I no longer feel comfortable being connected to it. May I please be refunded the $5 I had originally donated? Thank you. Was this everyone's view? No, there's plenty of comments on the Oaxis Kickstarter page from those that say they're still supporting and rooting for the project and that's their business. The problem isn't that Butch wanted to create a Christian streaming service. The problem is that he wasn't transparent about doing it. Not to mention, it seems incredibly hypocritical that Butch would do this when on Twitter, he claimed to not be a fan of people who use children's entertainment to push a political agenda. So dishonestly pushing a religious agenda is acceptable, but not a political one? Again, 
Plenty of people, whether it's YouTube's The Right Opinion, users writing about him on DeviantArt or swarms of Redditors pointed to Butch's dishonesty as being the main factor in this. Even though I believe these claims are perfectly valid, Butch, it seems, did not. On Twitter, Butch said that criticism would always come, but you simply don't have to accept the package. He allegedly began taking down any videos that criticized him, and in a live stream, he said that he wouldn't listen or take any criticism from someone that hasn't done anything or anyone that wasn't a cartoonist. His exact words were, you know what's funny? As many things as I've done in my life, being a father, being a husband, being a boss, being a guy who's done shows, to answer questions from people who've never done anything and want to criticize, it makes me laugh. Keep in mind, the people criticizing Butch weren't haters, but genuine fans with concerns. Therefore, his letter saying how much he loves his fans rings pretty hollow. He came across as extremely egotistical, and some began to wonder why they had never noticed this side to Butch before. After all, earlier that year, there had been other warning signs like Butch's disturbing jokes. Now, I want to add a trigger warning for this portion that I will be mentioning suicide for a few minutes. Though we are not going into any graphic detail or self-harm details, if the mention of this upsets you, then just please skip ahead, especially considering the way this topic is brought up is not exactly sensitive or sympathetic on Butch's part. See, in early 2018, Butch was on his podcast, Speech Bubble. From what I can tell, Speech Bubble was created around this time when Butch left Nick as yet another one of his side projects. Naturally, one of his famous talented guests was Tara Strong, the voice of Timmy Turner from The Fairly Odd Parents, as well as numerous animated kids shows. However, before Tara, the voice of Timmy had belonged to a voice actress named Mary Bergman. Mary tragically committed suicide, and so when Fairly Odd Parents went on air, it was Tara that took the role. Mary and Tara were close though. One source even claims that nine months before Mary passed, she'd given Tara a puppy for her birthday. So I can only imagine how Tara must've felt when Butch told Tara that Mary's death must've been her fault and she had something to do with it in order to get the role of Timmy Turner. Butch may have thought he was making a funny joke, I guess, but people were justifiably furious at his insensitivity. Nor was this the first time he'd made disgusting remarks about suicide either. At the same conference where he revealed Oaxis was a Christian network, Butch also blamed modern media for suicide among children. He said that in his day, if a child was having problems, they simply worked through it and suicide was never an option. Now he knows kids have committed suicide and he says that smartphones and modern media is to blame. You know, Butch, that's odd because health experts say that it's a complicated reason with no black and white answer. If he's just suddenly solved that, then I've got to wonder how Butch is more informed than experts on the topic. Not to mention using this fear-mongering of modern media, acting like it'll kill your kids in order to sell his new streaming service is absolutely disgusting. The Guardian wrote, according to the Pew Research Center, smartphone ownership crossed the 50% threshold in late 2012, right when teen depression and suicide began to increase. By 2015, 73% of teens had access to a smartphone. Not only did smartphone use and depression increase in tandem, but time spent online was linked to mental health issues across two different data sets. We found that teens who spent five or more hours a day online were 71% more likely than those who spent less than an hour a day to at least have one suicide risk factor. Overall, suicide risk factors rose significantly after two or more hours a day of time online. Of course, it's possible that instead of time online causing depression, depression causes more time online but three other studies show that is unlikely, at least when viewed through social media use. 
Depression and suicide rates among teens is a complicated issue. And if Butch wants to discuss it, I'm all for education around the topic, not blanket statements and using it as a sales pitch though. When he was called out for this, Butch just said that he wasn't perfect and never claimed to be, but he was excited for the future of Oaxis. It really doesn't sound like much of an apology. There's even more instances of Butch Hartman being a bully. Those that claimed to have worked for him said that during a champagne toast when Fairly Odd Parents came to Nick in 2014, he thanked himself and none of the cast or crew. Another artist who called Butch his childhood hero at one point said that when he was hired to work on the Danny Phantom project five years later, he wasn't paid for his work and had to take legal action against him. Thankfully, Kuva was able to settle this case out of court, but he had some fantastic points about Butch that I find worth mentioning. The first is how Butch treats mental illness. Kuvo explains throughout his video that he's worked with children who have mental illnesses, and that's one of the reasons he was so upset with how Butch talked about it as if mental illness was just something to get over. Not only is it insulting, but it's dangerous misinformation that he's spreading. Butch has a significant influence. He's in a position of power, and he should be held accountable for undermining those with legitimate mental disorders. Secondly, Kuvo mentions that if Butch genuinely cared about Kuvo as he claimed, then he would have paid him to begin with and publicly apologized for not having done so. A letter from Noog Network told Kuvo that Butch and his wife, Julianne, want the best for him. Yet they only say this after the lawsuit was filed when they were settling. So again, this comes across as incredibly hollow. Third, and maybe on a smaller or less important note, is that Butch has many, many failed television shows and projects. Kuvo claimed the reason why Butch continually reminds people of Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom is because he's had 10 times more failures. One of these terrible shows posted on Gospel Truth TV is an animated Christian cartoon called The Garden. Not only does it cost a whopping $130 to watch, but those who've seen it said the quality doesn't match the price tag. It's like the worst version of VeggieTales, one YouTuber, Sabersmart comments. Other videos don't exactly say much better. While the show is pretty inoffensive, it's a kid's Christian cartoon, it's the cost that Butch charges to watch this solo, arguably ridiculous, uh, whatever you wanna call this cartoon, I guess. Having failed shows is natural in this business, I'm sure. And I'm not saying that everything Butch puts out has to be perfect every single time. Being creative 24 seven is a tough job, but it's the way that he presents himself as someone with an incredible track record for monetary gain that seemed to concern Kuvo. And that concerns me too. Now, before we continue on into even more uncomfortable and unsettling scam-like events, let's just take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor. Does cooking in the kitchen have you a little bit stressed? Well, it used to have me pretty stressed too until I started using HelloFresh. HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes or less. And there's a little bit of something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And God help me, I need the simplicity. And HelloFresh's high quality fresh ingredients are sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm right to your door in under a week. And HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need without sacrificing quality. And you can change like meal plans on your app for every single week up to like a month or six weeks in advance. And with over 50 like menu items, there's a lot to go through. So it's really easy. And there's a lot of flexibility when you're planning out what you're gonna eat for the following weeks. So if you wanna get started today, make sure to go to hellofresh.com casket14 and use code casket14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Again, go to hellofresh.com slash casket14 and use code casket14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. 
This episode is also sponsored by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and being ripped off by the big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first started working with Mint Mobile and using their service, and it only started at 15 bucks a month, I thought, well, where's the catch? Well, it turns out there is no catch because they're just the first company to sell wireless service online only. And by cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. And I can't tell you how relieving it is to know that my phone bill went from paying like 120 to 130 bucks a month for like unlimited phone service to now paying, um, I used Mint Mobile's unlimited and it's 30 bucks a month. That's insane. And truth be told, all of that savings that I used just gets spent on Casper, but I think he's worth it anyway. But all of the plans with Mint Mobile come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone and phone number with any Mint Mobile plan, or you can change your phone, change your phone number, whatever your flavor is, Mint Mobile's there to help you along the way. So if you wanna get your new wireless plan started for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com casket. Again, that's mintmobile.com casket. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com casket. Healing Journeys is an event and live teaching website that promotes healing through the Bible. And no, this isn't just a website that says, hey, you should pray more and give your troubles to God, but both Butch and Julianne Hartman have claimed that Healing Journeys can cure cancer, PTSD, environmental illnesses, and of course, autism. I swear, I don't know why I feel like autism cure-alls are such a commonality between the horrible people I discuss, but here we are once again. I watched the Healing Journeys video to try and get a better grasp on what this company does and what their claims are. And right off the bat, it reminds me a lot of Autism Speaks. The video opens with the words, imagine normal. And Deborah, the mother of two sons named Timothy and James saying that her family was in crisis. And I was very, very tired. I'd come to a point where I thought, I would go mad. Over depressing, intense piano music, these parents discuss how awful Tim was as a child. And then about three and a half minutes in, they talk about how hard to manage James, their youngest son. That I, and, and I just, I cracked. A massive portion of this video are the parents describing how difficult their life has become. And I'm not saying that isn't a reality that these parents aren't allowed to struggle or anything, but it's frustrating to see the narrative around autism be so overwhelmingly negative so frequently. Deborah claims that she spoke to God asking him for help and that from that point on her boys were healed. Their father describes it as almost as if he was covered in the scales of autism and over time those scales peeled away. Firstly, I loathe when people talk about autism in this way. I've never heard the scales one, but that's new, I suppose, but it's as if it's some horrible disease. Now, secondly, and this is just my personal opinion, but why didn't Deborah stop to think for just a minute that it was the change in her outlook that may have helped her son? She talks about how impossible things were for her family and how miserable she'd been. But then once she mentions putting her faith in God and asking for help, she seems to be able to notice the good in her sons and how their attitudes changed too. Isn't it more likely that her attitude and positivity influenced her sons rather than them being healed? If talking to God helped her be more positive, that's fine. But I think claiming that God healed her sons is a bit upsetting. At one point, the parents do state that they've brought their son back to the doctor that originally gave them a diagnosis. And these doctors said that their sons were in fact neurotypical. 
Losing an autism diagnosis can happen and it's not unheard of. According to the APA, as a young psychologist in the 1970s, Deborah Fain, PhD, became fascinated by a clinical mystery. A few of her patients with autism spectrum disorder who at age two had exhibited classic signs of the disorder, hand flapping, repetitive gestures, lack of direct eye gaze, for example, were symptom-free by age seven. As time went on, she saw more of these cases. And in 2014, she was the first to demonstrate empirically that young people who had lost the diagnosis, who no longer exhibited classical clinical markers of the disorder, tested about the same as typically developing young people on socialization, communication, face recognition, and most aspects of language. Some of these kids just did better and better, particularly those that had received intensive treatment starting at an early age, says Fien, a professor of psychology at the University of Connecticut. Since then, it has become clearer that a small subset of children do, clinically speaking, lose the ASD diagnosis, ranging from three to 25% of young people initially diagnosed with the disorder, according to research. A prospective longitudinal study of 85 young people by Deborah K. Anderson, PhD, and then Will Cornell Medical College and colleagues found that 9% of those initially diagnosed with ASD at age two were symptom-free by age 19. And a large scale retrospective parent survey headed by Stephen J. Blumberg, PhD of the US National Center for Health Statistics found a rate of about 13%. There is still a lot we don't understand about autism. There's still a lot to learn from it and more studies need to be done. Some studies state that an autism diagnosis at an early age may become an ADHD diagnosis, or that if a child is diagnosed early and is able to speak to a specialist, they may be able to manage some of the core difficulties associated with their diagnosis. Others say a lot of these studies are quite small and questions remain regarding the accuracy of the initial diagnosis. Maybe Deborah's children were improperly diagnosed the first time, or maybe it's the second diagnosis that's inaccurate. Maybe her children did lose the diagnosis and what were believed to be the symptoms of autism were something else. Again, sources can say different things. So there's still so much we don't know about autism, which is why I find it so misleading and frustrating that these parents are acting as if giving their problem to God cured their sons. Losing a diagnosis can happen. And I feel that this kind of message is not only medically inaccurate, but it may lead other parents inclined to believe to give this abandon to giving their children any actual medical help in favor of just praying the autism away. And as I don't speak for the autistic community since I am not autistic, I decided to try and find an autistic person's viewpoint on the situation. Thankfully, I did. And of course, while no singular autistic person can speak for the whole community, I find it incredibly valuable to include autistic voices in these conversations. One autistic artist that goes by Tuesday Art Online stated their opinion in their blog, and it reads the following. I've been an autistic activist for over five years, and it sickens me whenever I see anti-autistic rhetoric. Seeing such a sentiment coming from a creator I used to admire hurts even more. The Healing Journeys Conference was founded by Butch Hartman's wife, Julianne Hartman. She describes it as six people who were very sick with life-threatening illnesses who were miraculously healed by God. It includes people who were healed of bipolar disorder, PTSD, self-harm, lupus, heart and kidney failure, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, and you guessed it, autism. Since when was autism life-threatening? If it were really that fatal, then how come I'm still alive after nearly two decades of being autistic? Anti-autism rhetoric like this is what actually threatens the lives of autistic people. It's what causes parents to make their autistic children drink bleach as a cure. It's what causes parents to put their autistic children through abusive therapies, which leave them traumatized for the rest of their lives. 
It's what causes parents to take the lives of their autistic children because they don't know who will take care of their children when they're gone. When people believe autistic lives are inherently worthless, autistic people are seen as disposable. One might say Julianne's actions are not reflective of Butch Hartman's beliefs, and I would agree. However, it is difficult to disassociate him from his wife when they share a Facebook account and he appears in the video on the Healing Journeys conference website. I doubt a public figure like Butch Hartman would ruin his public image and intertwine himself in something he didn't support. Unfortunately and unsurprisingly, the two boys who were cured of autism aren't the center of the narrative. They aren't even featured on the poster for the conference. The parents are as if the parents are free from the burden of their autistic children. Well, they're not getting away with it. Autistic people can't be silenced, no matter how loudly they try to speak over us. This is where I personally find Butch's actions irredeemable. Until now, he had done some troubling things. He'd been shady, rude, treated people poorly, and was generally dishonest. And I think that's pretty sloppy and mean. But this isn't about his actions, but his mindset. I think especially through his Healing Journeys Association, we can really begin to see the kind of person Butch is and who he supports. From there in the Autism Healing Journeys video, the parents talk about Andrew Womack Ministries, one of Healing Journeys partners, and the rest of the video becomes a Womack advertisement. Andrew Womack is an evangelical faith healer. Andrew is, well, let me tell you a bit about him and then you can make up your own mind, I suppose. Andrew Womack Ministries filed a lawsuit against the state of Colorado for not letting them hold church services during the pandemic because according to Andrew, church is an essential service. And I'm pretty sure you can still hold services over Zoom, but okay. His ministry is a money-making machine with millions of dollars in profit. And aside from his affiliation with Healing Journeys, he also is affiliated with the parent company of Cheris Bible Colleges, Cheris Food Services, a for-profit company that feeds students at the campus. Cheris Theatrical Productions, Cheris Enterprises, Set Up to Manage, Deferred Tax Assets and Liabilities, and 7M Ventures, the corporate home of Womack's growing political activism. Even other Christians criticize Andrew's teachings and explain that. The most controversial aspect of Womack's teaching is its incorporation of word of faith theology. As word of faith teachers twist scripture to support the occult belief that faith is a force, words are containers of the force. And through faith-filled words, we can speak things into reality. Womack's similarity takes Matthew 18, 18 out of context as a proof text for his belief that we can actually bind up the positive results of sowing and reaping in a godly person and lose the attacks of Satan against them by the words we speak. Just as word of faith teachers pitch various give to get cons as a means for devotees to obtain financial prosperity, Womack likewise teaches, those who don't give financially to the work of the gospel will not have God's financial blessings in their personal lives. On the other hand, those who do give to the work of the Lord will have an abundant harvest of finances. Word of faith teachers tell us that all Christians must be in perfect health because healing is guaranteed in atonement. Likewise, Womack teaches, it's never God's will for us to be sick. He wants every person healed every time. Moreover, he even makes radical statements like, the Lord never told us to pray for the sick in the sense that we ask him to heal them. He told us to heal the sick and Jesus told us to heal the sick, not pray for the sick. In other words, Andrew Womack acts as if, if you're sick, then you're not praying enough and God will heal all illnesses. And that's just not how reality works. His message is undeniably dangerous, yet, Back to the topic at hand here, this is what Butch Hartman and his wife, Julianne, spread. Julianne has her own video on Andrew Womack's YouTube channel about how prayer cured her fibromyalgia in where Butch says that 
Had he not had Christ in his life, he probably would have left his wife because her sickness had gotten so bad. Julianne claims that it was her prayer, saying her scripture and following the teaching of Womack that healed her. I was like, God, I hope I can make it through this day kind of thing. My day planner was filled with doctor appointments. $300,000 on alternative doctors, holistic doctors. Had I not had Christ in my life, I probably would have left. But I know that perfect love casts out fear. Toward the end of the video, the Hartmans also claim that all the money that comes in from the Noog network actually goes into Andrew Womack's unaccredited college, the dorms, and his vision. Even though Oaxis was deceptive about its intention, it turns out this isn't the first time Butch has misled those purchasing his content or supporting him. After all, nowhere on the Noog website does it state that all profits go to support Andrew Womack. While some may argue that it's Butch's business what he does with his money, since this has happened on multiple occasions now, I find it incredibly shady that Butch presents himself one way to gain money from his audience that may or may not be Christian, but then acts as if God and Christianity is all that matters in his life in another context. And yet, while healing journeys may be arguably one of the more disgusting things Butch has done, or at least it's certainly high up on the list, we've got plenty of other evidence against the infamous cartoonist. Next up are the allegations of plagiarism. Butch Hartman, whether you love him or hate him by now, has an incredibly recognizable name, one that people would pay good money for. So naturally he does commissions and can charge people hundreds of dollars for it. However, some have pointed out that his commissions just aren't exactly original. If you're tracing to learn, that's fine, but passing it off as a work of your own is not okay. And that's exactly what Butch did. According to Insider, Hartman posted a commission piece he drew of Mikasa Ackerman from Attack on Titan that some fans thought looked a little off. Anyone can purchase a commission piece of artwork from Hartman on his website for upwards of $200. After Hartman posted the photo, internet detectives quickly compared it to a 2018 drawing by Japanese artist at 028ton on Twitter. The account with over 35,000 followers and started in 2016 posts drawings of anime characters from franchises like Pokemon and Demon Slayer. This, by the way, is also not the first time Butch has done this. During a Ranchan, another anime character commission, Butch Hartman very obviously traced another artist's work as the line work overlapped perfectly. While my sources are in general agreement that fan art is fine and acceptable as it's inspired by other art, but it's the possibility that Butch simply traced over another person's idea, then charged hundreds of dollars for it that's unacceptable. Other commentary videos released around that time show that while Butch's version may look incredibly similar, it's not traced as there's footage of him making the artwork. This leads into some murky waters since Butch didn't draw this artist's original character, he merely referenced their fan art. Does that mean he has to give them credit? Personally, I think I would argue yes. I'd rather overcredit than undercredit, especially when Butch was charging people for his work. Better be safe than sorry, right? So though this one's a bit more subjective, there's also those that argue Butch's commissions simply aren't worth hundreds of dollars anyway. Some of his artwork may be fantastic and I'm not going to pretend that the guy can't draw, but there's definitely some commissions that are floating around such as Dib from Invader Zim and Ranchan that just don't seem worth the price tag. It looks like people aren't paying for the artwork, but his name. And if that's what someone wants to do, they absolutely can do that. But at the very least, it does leave a bad taste in my mouth. Now, this isn't to say that every single thing Butch has ever done is awful. In 2005, he created a charity called Hartman House. According to their website, they're working to feed homelessness and serve about 300 people each week. Another branch of this has been created by their daughter, Carly, and it's called Pageant 360, and it's meant to inspire and empower young women. 
She describes it as an inner beauty pageant. And though I know they've had four consecutive years up until 2017, I'm not sure they've done anything else. And it doesn't seem like it since the Hartman House website hasn't really been updated since then. Another aspect of their program is something called Water Springs Ranch. Being someone who's looked into many shady schools and Turnabout Ranch and you know other troubled teen industry programs multiple times over, this caught my attention right away and not in a good way. According to their website, located in Texarkana, Arkansas, Water Springs Ranch provides Christian-based long-term residential group homes for children in need who have been abused, neglected, and abandoned. Although licensed by the state, we are a privately funded nonprofit organization made possible through the generous support of our donors and volunteers. Unique in our approach, we accept children from birth through 12 years old and provide care until the age of 18. Each of our homes functions as a family unit, ensuring children are provided with the best chance to succeed and live a full life. Now, from what I can tell, not only does Hartman House work with Water Springs, but so does Cherish College, made by Andrew Womack. Though they haven't been reviewed on Charity Navigator, the articles and news seem to be positive so far. I wasn't able to find anything that pointed to any kind of abuse happening on Water Springs Ranch, so I won't say something negative here without proof. Personally, megachurches and Womack have gotten on my bad side because of the whole healing journey scam on that alone, but at least this residential ranch doesn't seem to be mistreating kids on the inside for now. So while I can't definitively state that this charity is a scam, this isn't personally one I'd support either. After all of this, there's a few options we can choose from. Either Butch had great intentions for Oaxis for this Healing Journeys program and that he genuinely believes in it as a Christian and he unintentionally failed to mention his faith-based intention to his Kickstarter supporters. Or maybe he never did intend to make Oaxis faith-based, but only said that in the conference because while he might not have religious shows, he thought it could appeal to fellow Christians for this family value streaming service. No matter what the case may be, it's his reactions, responses, and ego that has really upset people. He said that he's above criticism unless you have the same level of success as him. So I may be no Butch Hartman, and perhaps that means he's not gonna give a damn about what I have to say and I'm just a hater now, but this attitude leaves a lot to be desired to say the least, especially from someone who claims to be so Christian. Also, as an aside, Oaxis still doesn't exist yet. Though some may say this is evidence he simply took a quarter of a million dollars and ran, I do believe it can take years and years to build a streaming service. So I'm not sure that it's all dead in the water quite yet. Of course, there are recent comments stating, quote, I backed this project near the start of the pledge window. I wish I hadn't at all. Not only do you keep your true intentions for this service a secret, you haven't been able to show any progress whatsoever. It's been over two years and yes, I'm on the mailing list no updates whatsoever. Why are you lying about this? What do you have to hide? Because you certainly don't try to hide your art tracing and awful ego. I wish I could get a refund if I could, end quote. Others state that they haven't gotten any emails and the newsletter as well. And maybe it's just taking time. Maybe it was just a lie in its entirety. I'm not sure. Either way, if Oaxis does come to be, I'd be incredibly curious to check it out and see if Butch Hartman is going to give his fans what he promised or if they'll be left with regrets. But with all of that being said, that's where I'm going to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure you're liking, following, and subscribing so that you can stay up to date with all the recent episodes. And if you wanna connect with me outside of these episodes, make sure that you follow my Linktree link, which has links for all of my social media, including my Twitch, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, all of it's gonna be there. So thank you so much, love you all, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.